You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Some of the bad guys also get swords. A million dollar idea. I'm starting us off. We're talking about it live on the air. Axe of Swords. Welcome to Axe to Grind, the hardcore podcast. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. And I'm Tom. Hey, fellas, how did I get the intro job when I have probably the least radio voice of the three of us? Oh, I don't think that's true. I, I think, think that's true at all. I think me and you were tied for a solid last behind Tom. I, I, I have the worst voice of the podcast. Oh, no. No, no, no. no. no, no. Yeah. People by, look by forward to your voice. Tom, just as an, a note, the voice altering on the radio, if you were the first person, we probably wouldn't have done it. But because it worked for Pat, and then I was yeah. like, hey, that's, that can work for me, and it worked for me, we were like, okay. <laughs> well, you know, it was fun, and then like Pat was saying, like any kind of like – you know, if you're not totally quick on like whatever you're saying or like you kind of trail off whatever, it kind of gives you that safety net. Yeah. So like yeah. everything's like if I was like, turn it up and rip the knob off, you'd be like, you sound like a douche. But if it's like, turn it up and rip the knob off, it sounds like, <laughs> you I'm, sound I'm, dope. like I'm like the devil on the fucking Italian restaurant and, and fucking yeah. people's. Or Yo, that was part of it. I had so much fun listening back to my episode. More than any other episode that, you know, we go through, we listen, we make sure that, you know, uh, Patrick's not dropping hard slurs. And, uh, you know, it's never so – you, you Foiled after, again. I know. After 400-something overall episodes here uh, – or no, not 400 episodes. 400 hours, rather. Easily, um, yeah. We uh, – you, you get used to the sound of your own voice. But but listening to the radio altered voice, ooh, so nice. Um, Dulcet. Dulcet. So – uh, let's let's just go right into sponsors. Um, Patrick, name them off for us. Okay, uh, it's like a pop. We quiz. got our uh, brothers and sisters at uh, Close Casket. That's uh, really just one brother. Yep. Uh, we've got uh, brothers and sisters at Death Wish Inc. Yep. Uh, and we've got uh, brothers and sisters at Run for Cover. Yep. Good ones. Uh, and uh, then today, today we're going to be discussing To Live a Lie. Let's get into it. Guess what we're doing, guys? Are we going shopping? We're going shopping. 
not shopping it. for a crew, but shopping for some records. So, <laughs> oh. so um, good rap. I know it was for you, buddy. Um, who wants to start? I can start if, if you guys don't mind. Sure. Yeah, go for it. All right. I'm starting. Um, if you don't know, To Live a Lie Records has one of the best distros and also does great, has a bunch of their own records that are great. A lot of fast, but also when we say fast, if you just like straightforward hardcore, it's there. So here's what I'm getting. I'm getting the Big Laugh Manic Revision 7-inch, which was released on 11 p.m. records out of Richmond. I believe Big Laugh's from Milwaukee. Uh, fast, straightforward, you know, like they get compared to the SSD DYS thing. But to me, they almost have a little bit of Youth of Today in there. Mm. Um, it's fast and aggressive and like young Youth of Today. So it's just blazing as opposed to the more uh, prudent later era Youth of Today. Um, I'm going to check out the Cyborg self-titled 7-inch that was released on Deep Six Records. I'm a Deep Six Records head fan big fan of deep six records this is apparently some fellas from chicago uh people from weekend nachos a band who to be honest never totally did it for me though the one the guys i've met were incredibly nice and i believe i heard this band years ago and really liked it uh i am also going to get the um bato bato b-a-t-o ravages of time seven inch that came out on NFTW, uh, Virginia Beach Band. There's a whole scene down there that I kind of can't recommend enough. I think it's really good. And um, and I'm going to get the Fading Signal Demo 2020 cassette. Um, North Carolina Hardcore, more info soon, it says. But you know what? Sucker for a new band. Let's give it a try. I'm going to jump that demo into my cart. All right, what do you guys got? Let's add it in. I'm, I'm going with go. two. Oh, oh everybody's are, are, jumping. Everybody wants to spend some money today. Mine is easy. I'm just going with some man is the bastard records okay. because th- this is like a thing that everybody in punk or hardcore has to touch. You know what I mean? You don't yeah. got to love it. It doesn't got to be a thing you keep with you forever, but you see the logo enough and you say, okay, let me try it. Right. It's yep. like dystopia. So, Oh, oh yeah. What do you I'm, I'm going to go, although, honestly, I'll probably take Man is the Bastard over Dystopia if we're just talking about, like, logo acts. Um, yeah. I'm going to say uh, get the Abundance of Guns 10-inch. For anybody that doesn't know, 10-inches uh, are uh, a, a Man is the Bastard sort of thing. Um, and then uh, the uh, Man is the Bastard slash Charred Remains, A Call for Consciousness 10-inch, uh, which it says it's the earliest sessions. I, I, I know I haven't heard this. This would be, like what like 1991 or something so yeah, I, maybe I know i haven't heard nine charred remains evolves kind of into man is the bastard and that's like yeah that's the period of man is the bastard that i can get into more so than like the bastard remains style stuff so everybody or if bastard this noise rather bastard noise is yeah. like this is uh this is like a creative vision that is it just has its audience and it just goes over the line and then never comes back. So just as Bob said, everybody has a jumping off point pretty much, (laughs) (laughs) but I think we need to honor that shit. I think that's 
cool. And I think there's people out here who are listening to Full Hell, listening to kind of like noisier shit, who've never heard Man is the Bastard at any point. And yeah, that's probably true. That's probably criminal, to be honest. Like you, you should check out this band. They're they're important, and I'm not saying it's a one to one ratio. Like, oh, you like Full Hell, you'll definitely like Man is the Bastard. But it's worth noting that this is a band who is doing really creative, really wild, like noisy, fast stuff, um, and really kind of was on some no cap shit. It was like, oh, you're gonna tell us we can't do this? All right, let's. Here's what it fucking saw sounds like on a punk record let's go yeah uh, and the, one of the biggest patch bands in the ever. 90s after yeah. avail avail was number one always yeah but i think man is the bastard might be number two They're really yeah close. and then and then tragedy just blew everybody out of the fucking water well i mean yeah. they had a cool logo Very really cool. really cool logo tom what you got um also just to to pat to jump on pat's man is the bastard thing Mm. Any bands that have done the AKA thing, we owe it to them. Mm-hmm. Yep. The Swarm did it, Indecision did it, and it was all because of Man is a Bastard. Yeah. Just being honest. And yeah, um, cool. one, one day I'll tell you my dystopia story. Um, Ooh, so geez. my shopping cart, um, it's not really a cart. It's one of those handheld things. Mm-hmm. But the ones that you can roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, I don't have, you know, sometimes, you know, you get like a heavy bottle, like, you know, Cranberry juice you don't want to carry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just you, you, you know. a little more convenient. Yes. So I have three things in my thing, two of which I'm not that familiar with, but I know enough about that I want to check out. Cool. And one old standby that I know I'm going to like. So the first thing I'm buying is the Terminal Nation Neckbeard Death Camp Split 7-inch. Nice. Um, I'm familiar with Terminal Nation. Um I, I'm actually quite impressed with them. Neckbeard, Death Camp, I do not know. No. I feel like I, they've come up on the podcast. Is that they possible? have. That name is something to believe in. So uh. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's something. Um, and then uh, for the old stand, you know, the yeah. the, the, the one I think, you know, I know I'm going to like. and true. Uh, Beyond No Longer at Ease LP. Ooh, yeah. Um, <laughs> they're doing a, a documentary about Beyond. I thought that was kind of weird, but. <laughs> really? Yes. Yo, huh. interesting. I, I like Beyond more than most people. Have we run out? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much like Gorillaviscuits gets guys talking how cool Beyond was. I mean, that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's it. fine. And I'm not trying. To, I'm not trying to diss Beyond, who I think is definitely an above-average band from that era. But we I might mean, have run. Players out. in that band are ridiculous. Yeah, that's a fact. You know, I mean, you could do a mini doc on the. Uh, you know, it's it's like one of those things. The first, you know, you do formation, eight minutes of formation. You get another seven to ten minutes on the band itself. But then the remainder of that 44 minutes is is like what they went where on they went on to. Yeah, because that's the interesting shit. I mean, the company that's putting out is called like One Kind Word Productions or something. So I'm thinking they might be involved in it. Yeah, maybe maybe Kevin's just uh, trying to do some archiving. Fuck, yeah. Fuck that's it. cool. Do hey, it. man, do they it, went up a lot of cool shit. Yes, sir. Um, and then my final choice, because I've known of this band on splits with bands that I'm more familiar with, I'm going to go for Neanderthal, A History of Violence LP. Oh, yeah. Uh, because I love Rorschach, and they did a split with Rorschach, so I'm going to give them a shot. Uh, this is their full discography, I believe? I believe so. And, um, yeah, I mean, I put Neanderthal right next to Infest. 
and no comment in terms of the like late 80s California, we're going to make fast seem slow scene. Uh, Neanderthal is really brutal. I, I um, This is not the last time I, I can vividly remember listening to Neanderthal walking through. It's one of the connections. It's like a connection from Times Square underground over to one of the parks or like if you're going from Penn Station to Times Square, you have to take a, like a shuttle train or something. And yeah. It's a long the corridor. Yeah. yeah. Yo, I remember listening to Neanderthal in there on a tape and it just like, it was a really ugly world. It was just not great. And so, so just There's be conscious. Yeah. Just be conscious of, of where, where you're going with that. So um, we have filled our basket guys. What do we have to do now? I believe there's a promo code to enter. That promo code would be axe to grind. I'm and, entering it in. Uh, yeah, upon entering it in, I think it's important that you do it correctly, which would uh, uh, spell it out. If I recall, out. you got to spell it out. Yeah. Boom. And uh, this is awesome. So order submitted. Please do the same. Go to uh, to live a lie.com. Order a lot of great records. That promo code works at all of our other sponsors as well. Thank you so much, everybody. Um, guys, what's popping? Let's go. Let's get in. Real quick, where is Man is Besser from? Is that the Carolinas? I thought they were West Coast. West Coast. California. Is that right? Yeah. Bay? I think. I don't I. think that's right, is it? Yeah. Claremont, dude. Oh, Claremont. Okay. IE. Yeah, all those dudes. Because um, they're not, they're nominally the same world as like, um, believe it or not, Justice League, Pillsbury Hardcore, Chain of Strength. Like Is that, that right? That same similar world, yeah. Like so I know for sure that one of the members of PHC was in Charred Remains and maybe a little bit of the very early Man's Master, but maybe not. And um, yeah, that whole thing was one big crowd, one big scene, man. Here, here's the reason that I always thought it was from the Carolinas is because the people that I know that love this and rep it still big Carolinas, Virginia, we've got some Virginia listeners that this is their all time favorite band. And Virginia I always associated really with scene for that though. Yeah. <laughs> well, I always associated this with like, like this narrow thread of people that never, they still listen to this. This is their like old guy, hardcore, like the way that we know people that'll listen to Gorilla Biscuits and not much else, this oh, yeah. is that this is that for them. And I, those people in my life are like all in that uh, coastal plain states or uh, coastal. Uh, uh, what would they call them? Lowlands. Uh, uh, all those sort of like the Carolinas, Virginia, like lower part of Virginia. So I always thought that that's where these dudes are from. That's interesting. California power violence, buddy. Let's get it. Um, Yo, we're gonna we're gonna kind of talk a little music right now. We've gotten great feedback on the Discord episode with with our friend Sean Duty. Big thank you to him for joining us again. Um, big thank you for Jeremy's episode, guys. That one, wow, that was a lot of fun. That was really fun. Really good we're, host. Um, we've been a, we've been quoting a lot of that. Um, the 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 line. The majority of people that have given me feedback would have mm-hmm. definitely got into a. MMA striking fight with Ross Robinson if they if 
right if they did to them with what you know so jeremy's a better human being than most of most of my other friends um the big quote that i seem to always re- re- go back to is stop 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 what color are you thinking of right now i don't know chartreuse might be <laughs> my favorite like 30 seconds of this entire podcast i think of that still and That's i laugh pretty good. I'm pretty good and i don't know what chartreuse is patrick do you know what chartreuse is no, in my head it's a, yeah, uh, like a pink, it's very right? tra- wait, wait, wait. It's a what? Wait, don't 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 poison the well, PK. Let's what what are you thinking is PK? In my head it's it's a uh, more pinkish peach. To me, I think it's like a weird maroon, but let's look what it is. Who I'll can be honest. Spell chartreuse. I, that's the thing is I'll never know because I I can't even look. Oh, it I up. got it. I got it. I got it. All right, chartreuse color. Oh, wow, we're way wrong. Chartreuse 1 is spelled C H A R T like chart. Right. Then Roos, R-E-U-S-E. Yep. The color is a color between yellow and green that was named because of its resemblance to the green color of one of the French liqueurs called green chartreuse. Yo, it's like um, a greenish close. mustard. Hmm. There's some, there's some, there's some, yeah, it's not even close. There's some of them. There's a chartreuse truce green that's almost lime. What's the chartreuse favorite? yellow is almost uh, like, like uh, bright mustard. What's your favorite mustard, or what's your, what's your favorite flavor of mustard? Subset of mustard? Uh, uh, none, please. What? Don't fuck with mustard. I, I like shit. mustard. I like mustard in uh, like barbecue sauce stuff, like what they when they do mustard rub type things. Wow. I Tom. like mustard pizza actually. I'm not familiar with that one. Oh, it's great, Trenton style. Um, I'm a new jack to mustard, probably only in the last like year or two. What? <laughs> what is happening in this fucking podcast? Because it's like one of those things like my family never liked it. So I never was really like and like it, it was it to the point like my family didn't like it that like if we ever went out of state, they'd be like, if you go to order a McDonald's burger, tell them no mustard because they'll put uh-huh. mustard on it. And I was horrified by mustard. And then one day I put like I dunked like a fucking like pretzel and mustard. I was like, Yo, this is really fucking good. What am I even doing my whole life? <laughs> my family lied to me. Yeah. Like, um, God damn it. Amanda is a huge mustard head. Um, loves uh, the like mustard in the seed form. Like you can get it like super fancy. Uh, I could probably get her down here and she can rap about that for like an hour. She <laughs> loves mustard. Pat, what's your go to then? Yeah, I, you know what? So I'm a pretty basic like gray mustard bomb. guy. Like I yeah yellow. I can just go straight up yellow mustard. But I can fuck with that. But today, well, not just today. This past week, <clears throat> I've been fucking with the sweet and hot. And it is the best by far. Like, I, like I, in the same way that, to our listeners that all find this disgusting, just close your ears. In the same way that I can eat veganaise with a spoon, yeah. I could eat this shit with a spoon for sure. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not grossed out by mustard. Just never struck me. I think part mm. of it is that not a big, um, I, I don't like hot dogs. And haven't eaten a hot dog since I was probably like, Nine, maybe, maybe. And uh, that's one of the prime places I would place mustard. Mustard on pretzels, I'll I'll, I'll dip at some point again um, and give it a whirl, but it doesn't rock my socks. A, that's like, a, you know what, Bob? That's the third thing that Pat said that he would eat until like he'd make him sick. Yeah. You remember that the, that other one was? Um, like hot dogs? Of- no, he loves hot dogs. I uh, love a vegan hot dog. I'll eat yeah. a vegan. I, I'll eat them until I'm sick. Yeah. What's the uh, black licorice? Well, that 
But he also said he would eat vegan gummy worms if we ever could find them. Oh, he did. That's right. That's right. Do uh, you remember saying this, Patrick? I don't, but I stand by it. You were like, dude, I would eat them till I got until I threw up. I love vegan gummy worms, but I can never find them. Yo. So, yeah. Okay, I, I would say I was waiting for the, the for the turn here. What's going on? Bob, do we tell Another him now? Do we, yeah, let's drop it on him. Yeah, we're Get not going to be able to do the video. So, um, a very fine um, listener of the podcast, a, a fellow named Tal- Taylor from California, um, I guess had reached out to you. Yeah. About um, vegan gummy bears, vegan gummy worms, the whole nine yards. Somehow, never heard back. <laughs> Shocking. Okay. But he reached out to me and was incredibly generous and sent Bob and I care packages from California filled with vegan gummy, gummy worms, gummy bears, wow. uh, the organic red vines. Oh, is this a lesson that I should uh, read my messages? Yes. I'm, I'm never around as often as the people need to send me care packages from California to rot my teeth. Mm. Um, <laughs> you fucked up, dude. Fucked yes. up. So uh, major shout out to our buddy Taylor. Yes, thank you. Um, typically, Sprouts, I think, was the name of the place. Is that possible? Sprouts, yes, yes. yes. It's a market out there. Um, and uh, yeah, Patrick, I, I don't even – I think they're in my – I'm not super big on. Well, I don't like gummy worms, but I'll eat gummy bears. Um, and you know, I don't know. I guess these are. I might just donate them. To be honest. <laughs> well, respect. A homeless person could really do with those gummy worms. <laughs> um, yo, uh, let's talk some hardcore guys. Um, let's fucking do it. What do we got? Have you guys? Have you guys? Uh, are you missing shows on a, on a scale of one to ten? How much do you miss shows? Tom, start us off. I'd say a good eight. Okay. Patrick, how much do you miss shows? Playing or attending? Both. Give us to it both. Uh, playing is a solid eight. Um, attending, more like a 5.5. 5. How about yeah. you, Bob? Uh, um, yeah, I'm probably uh, uh, like a six, soft six. Uh, which is high for me. I, you know, um, I miss the vibe of going to a show. I miss seeing things happen. But in reality, what I miss more is the action that shows create. That there's stuff, more stuff happening. There's bands playing. There's cool energy. There's a lot of excitement. And <clears throat> let me point this, put it this way. If I was 20, I'd be at a rock hard nine and a half. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I'm feeling it for everybody out there who's missing shows and missing that. And like, yo, I think if you're a solitary kind of person or if you're just the kind of person who like, yo, there were times in my life where it'd be like, yo, I see my significant other and uh, you know, we do stuff and maybe I see my smaller, like really tight knit group of friends. But then beyond that, I wouldn't have too many social interactions with people I enjoy, not just like running into someone at a store, you know, Hey, can, can you get out of the way for me, please? Um, other than at shows. So, uh, that's, I I really feel for people who, who are out there and, um, we have gotten people who hit us up and say, yo, this has kind of kept me, 
<laughs> this is giving me something to do and giving me somebody to hear talk. So, yo, uh, we're right there with you. Thank you for staying with us and checking things out. And like, uh, hopefully if we're not show replacement, but, um, but we're a fun bunch of guys, right? Sure. Uh, I like to think we are. <laughs> um, I, mean, I do miss the social kind of, you know, yeah, the sociability of being at a show. I, I just, I, I want, I just want the option. That's right. I want all of the options. I want the option to be able to travel, like the option to see my friends. Yeah. Because I make too many of them through hardcore and not in any other facet. And <laughs> because regular people usually suck. Yeah. So all my friends are like hardcore related, <laughs> um, and yeah. it's not a bad thing because we've all done cool shit. So, but yeah, I do miss. Like, I would like to go to a show right now. I mean, like, I, I have a lot of friends who are like, dude. I am going to be at shows at Doors. I don't give a fuck. Tuesday, <laughs> I'll be there. You know, last band's going on too. I'll be there. Sounds good now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hold that energy and think yeah. about what we missed <laughs> the last year plus of what we're, you know, we're going to be dealing with. That's right. That's um, right. Because I'm uh, probably not going to go see the opening bands unless it's people that I knew or people that I was interested in, which is shitty because we've all been opening bands. Yeah. But like my couch is still comfortable. Oh, so comfortable. Yo, so, uh, yeah. Shout out. I, I think there's specific things. Like, we we alluded to this. I think we're going to get a deluge of new music. We actually have some new music over the last few weeks, last few months. That's been cool. That Military Gun single, uh, I think, is pretty hot. I like the I like the Millspec LP that just came out. That's a cool record. Um, and there's going to be more. There's more and more stuff trickling out. But, but like, yo... I think if there were shows happening, all these records would be coming out and, and we'd get to see the reaction to some of this stuff. And that's, that's what I'm waiting for. Yeah. It's so wild to put something out into like the ether and not know, like, is this hot? <laughs> I know. Is cool? I nah, know. Maybe. I know. Like, yo, is that, is the next Gulch show that happens going to be just like, is, is everyone going to be okay? Like, I feel like a, a house is going to cave in. Like, you know what I mean? Like people, people, I do, I do think for, for us sitting here telling you how comfortable the couch is, the first hardcore band who plays when there's been a fully validated, like, Hey, the pandemic's over, COVID's dead, hardcore, hardcore lives. Holy shit. That set's going to be wild as hell. You get masks and mouth guards at the door. (laughs) Um, so, uh, any other music or, or hardcore related quick hits? Anything we want to shout out before we want to get dive into some more serious talk that we wanted to do with with everyone here? Um, let's see. <clears throat> I'm trying to think if there's any releases that I that I really loved uh, that we haven't been shining a light on. Uh, all of the tiny tiny punk bands uh, that break up after the demo are still releasing on a regular schedule right now. Um, mm-hmm. they're now that I've described them that way, I don't want to name the one that I really liked, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. I know. No, I was like, Oh geez, how are you going to, how are you going to big up that? Yeah. I, I, so I, instead of walking that backwards, I'm just going to say that there, uh, was, uh, one from, I'm pretty sure North Florida, mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, I heard on, one of the little uh, YouTube uh, punk stations that I listened to. 
and it was oh i might have sent it to you fellas did i send you guys something to say yo this oh, is yeah. harder than no 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 it, yeah that, that uh, it's a record it's a, i was familiar with um um the uh subliminal this is actually an 11 p.m records who i think i just bought one of the other the big laugh seven inch um subliminal excess yeah this band's great did i make it up or is that florida uh chicago so yes you did make it up i'm I'm killing it but today there was a subliminal something from florida that we did a year and a half ago so you're just anyway i like age brain i thought this was fucking hard so i liked it yeah, I thought that was really good. Um, the thing, I, did either of you check out? It was uh, not like a new band that I shared, but it's something that hit my radar. Was um, oh shit, where was this? It's uh, the band Realize, who I think they have a new record out on Relapse called uh, Machine Violence. Oh, 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 yeah, the industrial stuff you sent. Yes, yes. So, so very, very god fleshy. And uh, if that's your your vibe, I think you would be wise to check it out. Like, not totally my thing, but it was really good and good enough that I listened to the whole record and was like, "Huh, how about this?" I uh, the other day while I was googling a friend of ours' uh, new music venture, uh, <clears throat> I r- arrived at a band with basically the same exact name and listened to it because I was like, "Well." Fuck it, my, you know, my my man, no points for whatever weird spelling you're putting on your bullshit. I'm gonna listen to this guy's shit instead. Uh, it was really capable industrial music with 149 listens, uh, monthly listens on Spotify, and it just reminded me of how so many things are a scene, and if you are outside of that for whatever reason, you can be really good. And who's listening? Right. Yeah. No, I mean, and I, I think that's um, magnified right now. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, no scenes. No scenes. No scenes. Um, all right. Yo, I mean, is there any other? Oh, um, a, a guest, friend of ours, friend of the podcast, Greg Benick. Yes. Tom, what's he been doing? What's he been up to? Um, you know, as Greg usually does, um, as per his, usual, his MO. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's been, so he, he's lives in Seattle from Connecticut. Originally used to mm-hmm. go to shows at the anthrax lives in Seattle for years and years and years. Um, every weekend he goes up to Portland, um, and he's been working with a bunch of folks up there that, um, are helping out some of the houseless folks all around downtown Portland. Um, the, the, you can go to their at, which is on on Instagram, which is Port- Portland Mutual Aid. So like they they you know come out of pocket and they spend like 120 bucks a a week on like bread and and they make like peanut butter sandwiches, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for everybody and like bring out water and like feminine hygiene products for women and for you know and kind of like toiletries and all this sort of stuff and they get like they buy tents and blankets and all this sort of stuff. So like they are all kind of like kicking in their own money but they also you know look for donations whenever possible like to kind of help offset some of this um some of the stuff that they're spending um so you can go to portland mutual aid um and they'll you know you can follow the information to find like whatever uh, their venmos and stuff like that um but uh, you know having known greg for the better part of 25 years i know it's legitimate um and he's been kind of you know we talked about uh, we had a chat probably within the last couple of weeks 
kind of about what's going on and just like, you know, it's like one of those things that you, you're not necessarily seeing on the news and it doesn't even kind of occur to you when you see all these kind of, you know, at the protests and stuff, the cops acting out and shooting tear gas and stuff. There's people that live on the street. Right. That are being affected by this and are downwind and not even near the protest and are kind of feeling the effects of the tear gas and the and the different kind of rubber bullets and plastic, whatever the fuck they're using. Right. And it's kind of like this like forgotten, like this unknown thing that's really kind of that, you know, and, and the grand scope of things is kind of getting lost. Yeah. You know, so and like he's been like meeting with people and like he one awesome thing that they've been doing. I think it's happened twice. He's met with, um, you know, like two houses folks that had like tattoos that they were like on their face or head. Yeah. Like one guy literally like was fucked up and got had a swastika tattoo. Yeah. Not a Nazi, but like was like, a, you know, at some point got one. I don't remember the exact story. Yeah. But like he was like, yeah, you know, he's like, I'm, I'm getting beat up all the time. Like he's an older, older person that had been on the street for 30 years or whatever. Yeah. And, and, you know, and he was, that's, that's a bad bet to lose. Yeah. I mean, it might've been like he was on heroin. I forget what the whole story was, but like he, um, they worked out a deal. Like they worked out something with like a local tattoo artist that like, they'll bring you and you can get So he got like a cover up. Oh, wow. That's cool. Like help change a dude's fucking trajectory. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, at least a little bit safer on the street, you know, and now, like, now it just reads MAGA. <laughs> fuck off! Oh, fuck. fuck off! Way, way to ruin the fucking. Body. So, so the the app that people should check out is one more time. Porch Portland Mutual Aid. Great. So please, please check that out. Um, if you if you happen to follow Greg personally, you'll see that he's putting in a lot of time and effort into this, and it's a really, really cool, admirable thing. And um, you know, unless you guys have any other music stuff, I I, I thought this was a good way to to kind yeah. of transition to our more. The meat oh, of what thing. we want to talk about today. Go ahead, Tom. I'm sorry. Yeah, just kind of leaping off of that. They're um, very open to helping. Like, if you're looking to to do something similar in your town and your city, they're more than willing to kind of help you. Like, kind of give you the plans on how to kind of do something like this. So, you know, folks that are listening in the other in cities across the country, across the world, you know, if you reach out to those folks, they're more than happy to kind of help you know, show you the foundation of how they started everything and, you know, kind of give you a head start on, on doing sort stuff, sorts like this, you know, in your town. And yeah, it's no, funny. Like, go ahead. No, I mean, I just thinking about this and like, and I read some, it was like a fucking meme, of course, but it's like, you know, you, you look at this sort of stuff and you go like, God damn, man, like human beings can be so fucking great. Like, look at that, what people looking out for each other. But like, then you think about it, like, this shouldn't come to this. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? A bunch of fucking hardcore kids should not have to, like, put together care packages for people that can't find somewhere to live. Yeah. You know, like, the, we, this, these folks should be taken care of and not by, you know, by the good of people's heart. This should be this should be a fucking, you know. If we're going to have systems, you would think the systems would be designed to help the greatest amount right, of people. Right. It's but. kind of like you, 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 like, you know, you always see these things like, look at this, this, you know, barrier, this person overcome, but like, yeah, we could have fucking, that barrier doesn't need to exist. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? So Portland mutual aid, Portland mutual aid. And, and this is kind of the pivot, right? This is the turn to talk. Um, y'all know what time it is. It's 
what is this, middle of October, beginning of October? This is the beginning of October. We're a month out from the election. Um, we're not going to get, I mean, whatever. We're going to have a conversation here. But but the real question is, and, and the conversation piece that I'd like to start us off with, and, and we can kind of go wherever we want, um, there's no role. There's no, we, you know, we're not, this isn't, this isn't like, not to, to go Charles Barkley here, but um, we're not role models. We're just people talking and, and we encourage you to do the same thing. It's the thing I learned from hardcore that I like the most is the idea of not a separation between performer and audience, you know, um, uh, band and, and, and Mosher are one and the same, hopefully. Um, and even though it's not always true, that's the way I look at it. And, I think it's important for us to start having conversations right now about <clears throat> what this country looks like, what we want the United States to look like. And we have people who are listening from all over the world. So thank you. I hope you guys get to chime in too. Cause I, I like that too. I actually like that more sometimes. Um, but I wanted to ask both of you guys, uh, I respect you both very much. You have very different opinions and, uh, as, as do I, but that's kind of cool. Do you think it's important for everyone listening to vote? Yes or no? Are we having our own debate on debate night? Kind of. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So do you think it? Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's start there and, and feel free. You guys can pose the questions too, but, but I'm going to pose this one first. Do you think it's important for everyone who's listening to vote in this election? I give the floor to Patrick. I mean, provably no. Uh, and I, I think that there's a certain element that's beyond debate. So if, if you live in places like New York or California, it is, it's, I mean, uh, on a national level, no, it is not important that you vote at all. Uh, I disagree. Okay. And here's why. Tell me. And I've, I've heard that too much. And yeah, people I, don't like it. No, 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 no. I mean, I, and I get it. This is not, the system sucks. Our choices are fucking terrible, and I totally 100% understand that. But to me, I've heard too many people that be like, you know, I fucking live in New York. I'm going to vote for the third party, or I'm going to not vote at all. Any other time, I'd be like, yeah, I get it. You know what I mean? Protest vote. Totally on board with it. I think now that the win has to be such a fucking landslide Yeah. That like your vote does actually count in California, in New Jersey, in in New York, where it's kind of like, obviously it's going to be a fucking you know, they're democratic states, but I think there's so much fuckery going on mm. that like it can't be like, oh he won by eight percent, but you know there were ten percent right you know mail in votes, so it's going to go because if this motherfucker gets what he wants. This is the worst debate because I'm cursing already. Um, <laughs> but if he gets what he wants, he'll have a large majority in the Supreme Court. So anything that goes to the Supreme Court, he's going to win. Yes. Like you need to like – it can't be like, all right, so we're up, you know, fucking – You need a blowout. Runs on the fucking – you know, in the bottom of the eighth. You better be stealing. You better be like, I want you to win 24 nothing and not 12 nothing. Right. You need That's the blowout. Thing. That's my uh, I think there's something to be said for that. So uh, here's the problem. We're going to be having, in some ways, two different conversations because uh, I totally concede the political reality, which is, hey, everybody, in the sound of my voice, you have two options. 
I don't believe that that's how it should be, nor do I believe how, that's necessarily how I'll vote. Correct. But as we've talked about on this podcast in the past, the political reality stands regardless of if you close your eyes or if you bitch about it. It it, it does not matter. It's a, it's a it, it, the thing that is inevitable will happen with or without your chiming in. So, with that in mind, you have two choices. Uh, now, most sane people agree, and again, I'm not counting myself in that number, as we'll talk about when we get to where I'm going to vote, but most sane people would agree that if your options are terrible or above terrible, you choose above terrible in all circumstances, unless you're like a like contrary-ass accelerationist that just wants the system to collapse, in which case... Uh, we're, I, way, we're, we're pretty close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can just do your best by voting for Trump, and there's a forty. There's at least a forty percent chance that it might it, things might spin off the rails. But uh, the the thing is, is like everybody on this podcast right now is ranges from uh, a, a, a radical in spirit to uh, perhaps a radical in in effect. But political reality is worth addressing, and it is very clear what it is. You've got Tom's not wrong. You've got to vote if you want the above terrible average or the above terrible outcome. It's very simple. Like again, I'm not. I'm going to write in Jill Stein. I don't give a fuck. But I know what I'm getting into. Do you? So that was part part of the reason I even asked that question was that I I know, you know, a bit more of of where you're at, Patrick. But I think a lot of times the listenership and maybe even people who follow you on uh, on the internet and then other podcasts might not might not understand that you can seat to the reality of our political situation, like that you think that, that you that you are like divorced from it. You know what I mean? I, I think that I, you, you, here's my feeling, Bob. I think there's nothing uh, radical or, or, or revolutionary about not admitting reality. I think you look like a right. boob. Yes. Correct. 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 I just think I, I appreciate it when you speak it. You know what I mean? I appreciate when you, and I think that it's something that people should do more. I think I'm with the idea of really, really radical beliefs and the idea like, yo, when you speak to people in other countries, and I, you know, I had a conversation. Actually, I've had a few conversations about this, but the idea that there's two political parties in this country to represent everyone, and in some countries, it's like, yeah, we've got ten, we've got twenty, and like, by the way, as we've said, it's not like these people actually feel represented. It's just maybe getting a little closer down the line and going, yeah, I can sign off on about 45% of what these people say. Um, I don't know about importance of voting. And I certainly know that this is a weird election for this. This is a tough one. Um, I think on one side you have Donald Trump who is a, He's, he's a garbage human. You know what I mean? Like, what, we don't really need to go in on it other than to say, in casual conversation, the United States feels a lot more like 1938 Germany than any of us should be comfortable. 
and and like I feel like we we kind of like all just go yeah kind of you're right oh there's kids I, in cages and uh you know uh, shit I, I, I've got very mixed feelings about what you're saying right now because okay I I, I concede the point that America is without question in, in the worst circumstance that it's been in in my lifetime okay there's no question in my mind yes I also think that Donald Trump needs to exit the White House post haste right no debate uh. But I do not think that the reason he needs to leave is because he is a, 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 a an actual menace in terms of policy. I think he is an actual menace in terms of what he does to the to the quality of discourse and the way that we see ourselves. Well, and I think that overall, and that's that's I I don't think I think there's mechanisms behind that are enabled, and I I think more than anything. And, you know, in one way, I've said privately and I'll say it publicly here that Donald Trump becoming the president of the United States has been a good thing to me because it's been a fucking mask off moment. Like, I think no question. a lot of us got pretty comfortable going, yeah, things are moving in the right direction. And um, in reality, I believe that there was a lot of people with some ignorant thoughts that just weren't okay for casual conversation that wasn't okay to display when you're buying your sandwich at Wawa. And now that's just on the table. And that's where I think the, the discourse is bad. And I, I believe that it's brought bad political discourse on both sides of the fence, which is a whole different sub- subject, but, but kind of getting back to where I was Trump as I think all three of us clearly, clearly agree is tough. Where do we, where do we each put Joe Biden? Tom, do you want to do where, where Tom, where, how do you feel about Joe Biden? Not great. Right. Yeah. I mean, they wouldn't be my choice, obviously, but unfortunately, and I think, and, and to me in this election, there's no, like, you know, nobody wants to do like the lesser evil, you know, like no, super, never, super unpopular to say, Hey, he's never the, a good yeah, decision. Right. Like, that's never a fun decision to make. Yeah. I think in, at, at any point in the last, you know, like, our our generation and and our parents' generation. Yep. I think like that's the only that's the decision right now. It's like I wouldn't have picked that dude. He probably wouldn't have been my fucking sixth pick. Yeah, yeah. If we're being honest, but it, do I think, given what's going mm-hmm. on, like the energy in our in our country right now, yeah. that like that dude might like listen at least to what the fuck's going on? Yeah. I gotta. I mean, I gotta imagine that that's that's the case. I mean, maybe it's for my own fucking sanity, but like, I yeah. have to imagine that like, if this stuff is going on, and then we have people, and you know, and let's be let's be fucking one hundred percent honest, the president is only a very small part of this whole fucking situation. That's right. That it's like you know, and I that's my my thing too. Like, if you want to be a jerk off and just fucking vote for whomever, whatever, that's fine. But I think like further down the ballot is like what really fucking matters. You know, like if Mitch McConnell or whomever fucking doesn't win. Yeah, that's a big, that's a big, that's a big, that's a big big move. Question here real quick. Do we, can we, can we gain consensus, the three of us, that it's, it's safe to assume that the, the like, the team that Joe Biden would bring in around him would be a less, 
I mean, what's the right word for it? That it'd be a more competent structure or something that was more akin. And now? Yeah, that, that would be oh, more akin yeah. to prior. Yeah. Pat, could you agree to that? Um. I mean, it, it would be impossible to imagine otherwise. Right. Uh, and, and like, that, you know, it's sort of like a weird thing to say, but like there's qual- as discussed, like, yo, this is a fucking punk hardcore podcast by three people who, you know, like, yo, you stick us. We get complimented often with being even handed. And, and that I, I take that as high praise because if you stick us uh, in your local gas station, we're going to be seen as, you know, uh, pink, lefto pinky scum, you know, like whatever. Um, but to me, some of these things are just self-evident, right? Like when well, you look okay. at the team around Trump, that's pretty, that's some maniacal shit. Okay. But, uh, well, y- yes and no. Okay. okay. So I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to make a Peter Thiel argument here. Okay. Yeah. And he's not a particularly popular person, but w- I, th- I find him fascinating because he came out as a pro-Trump guy, uh, billionaire, sure, uh, but uh, also a gay man. So people were kind of like, what, what, is the, what are you yep. doing over here, Peter? Uh, and lay- I don't know if he ever revealed his rationale until after the election, but I just heard it for the first time earlier this year where he said, listen, I got behind Trump because he didn't say incompetent, but he just didn't think he would be effective at at – the type of governing that he believed that Clinton would have been responsible for, which is to say a war policy with, with uh, neighbors who are unable to defend themselves. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, and it is, uh, it, there's something to that in, in that Trump's failures to govern are in some ways, less of a detriment to actual lives. And guys, I'm not talking about the quality of life. I know I'm going to get hammered for this. Like obviously, obviously the discourse alone can send the, the, uh, at least a a lone gunman at least at the wrong people. So I'm not defending any of that. What I'm simply saying is that in terms of, for example, drone strikes, you know what I mean? Like there is, there is something to be said now. Trump's the way that Trump has governed is like a guy who is happy to ride the bench. You understand? Like he has not done very much in my view. Now, what he has done is made everything that existed prior to him look racist and disgusting because he is, as you said, the mask is off. So for example, the border policy, yeah, the, the wall, notwithstanding, uh, which is a ridiculous, obvious stunt and everybody <laughs> listen i'm not in the habit of shaming people if you bought into the to the wall uh as for, forget the racism that people will attach to it i mean not you're just stupid to it. you're just stupid though you, you understand like it, like th- i'm shaming you on a like hey your hatreds are your own you're an idiot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're stupid for buying into that. But yeah. here's my point: his border policy, wall notwithstanding, um, people have murdered me online for the suggestion that Obama's was not a ton better. But uh, <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. No, I mean you're, I don't you're, think you're, it, it was. 
I mean, it is a system, and the mask is off of it, right. and that's the fact. Right. And if you have a problem with some of these, I'm not addressing you fellas, but just generally, yeah. if if you have a problem with the things that make Trump so disgusting, I would urge you to take a look. If he didn't just give it a new racist paint job to a to to policy and to practice that was kind of standard, you know what yeah. I mean? So no, he 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 already had the the fucking shitty Camaro um he just gave it the 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 bright red paint it, it was a Camaro anyways which and, again you know again so so that so that there's no confusion for our listeners that's reason enough to get him the fuck out of here you understand but it, it is worth noting that he's pretty much not an effective leader in any respect and that's good reason to get rid of him but when it comes to being the antichrist as my mother believes he is, I'm just not buying that. You understand? He would have to be better at this to be that. I think he's he, he the people he surrounded himself with are way better at it than you're giving them credit for. And I, I think he, he so fires them every four months. Yeah, but not the fucking people that are really doing the shit. Yeah. No, that's probably true. The fucking Steve Mnuchin's and the fucking Millers and all the shit. They're all around. You yeah, but I, I think, it, Tom, in in their way, I just see them as kleptocrats, no different than him. Like I, I don't, I, I think that they're very good at being opportunist parasites. I don't know if they're really good at forming some type of policy that is going to look. Everybody in the sound of my voice again. The Supreme Court thing, I hope, will radicalize some of our listeners in a voting direction. Like I, I hope that those of you that thought that there's no point to anything would say. Oh, wait a second. A Supreme Court justice can go at any time. Those of you that are saying, by the way, this is the most disingenuous, non- disingenuous nonsense. When people see that, uh, oh, there's no point now. You know, there's no point. Hey, what do you think that these fucking, what, what are they all professional athletes? These people are going to go. You know what I mean? They're going to die. <laughs> like you, you are much better served to, to towards your own interests if you vote in the person that, should a Supreme Court justice die? Th- this person is lined up for the next fucking thing. You know what I mean? So it, it, that is worth considering. And I think that those of you who went to, when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, you went to absolute, you know, like, uh, uh, w- what's the low point in uh, the Star Wars trilogy? Empire Strikes No, No, uh, oh. I mean, uh, Last Jedi? No, no. <laughs> Uh, I, met the emo- <laughs> I met the emotional low point. Oh, I think that's oh, Empire. Uh, yeah, Empire. Yeah. So, so if you're the, if this is the end of Empire for you and there's no hope and blah 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 blah, yo, what do you think that like these fucking seventy year olds are going to be around forever? <laughs> like that's so weird. Like any one of these, sorry to get morbid, any one of these people could get something bad and go anytime. So, yo, d- that's not a reason to give up. Like, uh, and listen, you're talking to me, Mister Give Up. But it's just not a reason. It's silly. So why are you giving up your vote? I don't think I'm giving up my vote. I'm coming from a completely different place. I'm coming from the place that the political reality with, uh, stands. But I have to vote my conscience. And, and, and people can feel any way they want about that. I can be uh, – people can be mad. Now, our listeners can really yeah, dislike fine. me. Yeah, I, can go from, I can go from Stephen A. to, <laughs> I mean, to Gavin McGinnis. Stephen Miller, yeah, right. It, it, it's, yeah, it's whatever. But my point is – uh, to live my personal convictions, it is better that that everything burn, and I don't, I don't compromise myself. Now that said, 
not for the greater good. It's not. Uh, yeah, but but Tom, you got to understand that the greater good is almost never my priority. And but okay. and, I mean, that's, yeah. Like I think the the individual is is sacrosanct and the group is whatever. So, but but Tom, here's where it is. I have no health insurance. I'm a I'm a old man now with no health insurance, uh, and uh, I don't involve myself with like a lot of the um, infrastructure. You understand? <laughs> like this is my way of yeah, saying yeah. I avoid taxes when I can, and and uh, I'm not like. I'm not interested necessarily in being the most reliable part of this system. And I understand many people feel that way, but most of you in the sound of my voice are going to want to own things, are going to want some security, are going to want a better quality of life for your children, which I'm not having than, than you want, than you have for yourself. And that is the political reality. So when when Tom is advocating for, hey, why don't we just be reasonable adults and fucking vote for the guy that's less of a piece of shit? He's not wrong. You understand? And to take my perspective, you have to commit yourself to a course for your life. <laughs> that is not about it being any better. No, Patrick, so, I, I, the only question I have for you on this, because I, I, you know, I've talked to you a lot in our lives, so we're good. Um, how does your positioning you know, and, and I mean, like, let's 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 also unfold this pamphlet and say, yes, if Patrick Kinlan votes for Jill Stein, it's well, not. I'm not even confident is running. I don't right, think the right, Green right, Party right. is putting her up this year, but I'm just going to write her in. Go on. Um, well, write me in then, if you're going to fucking. Do yeah, Tom. That. Tom needs some. He needs to to be able to pull some political cachet at his uh, at his table in Bay Ridge. Sometimes, you know. Done. Um, do you think about that and the way it impacts those around you in your life and your family? Oh, sure. Like, where does sure. that put you mentally? Like, does that stuff hit you? Like, wh- what does that make you feel like when you think about that? Like, you know, you got family who's got kids all over. You got old members of your family, all that. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that real quick. So it, it's become in vogue to make everything a race issue or everything a marginalized identity versus uh, the the super the majority sure, of, sure, sure. Uh, of people, and while there's plenty to be said on that subject, it's let's just be realistic. There's people that are in, when I say I'm not impacted, I mean that, but that doesn't mean that the people around me or the people I care about aren't impacted. I have people in my life that uh, literally need the most secure safety net possible, right? Because because they were born with disabilities. So like, so to me, that is of the utmost importance because really I'm going to be responsible for them. Should this go the other way? That's right. And as I've just described, I'm always just on, on this side of sleeping under a bridge. So it, it's, it, it is, uh, yeah, all this stuff matters. I mean, again, I think that there's this thing that is like, Hey, if I could make a suggestion to those of you that feel very strongly about some of these issues, you are not wrong. When you you're not incorrect, I should say, when you make things about um, say black trans lives, right? Because yeah, of course, of course. Black, trans, yeah. black trans lives are okay. How can we protect those? Of course, yes. But but it is worth considering that when you are trying to make a broader point to say your family on Facebook, hmm. you can make this same point that, that likely you can make the same point in terms of policy 
by exploring the idea that those people are going to need comprehensive health care at some juncture in their life. So you can advocate, you can advocate for a marginalized identity and at risk uh, uh, vulnerable uh, population. You can advocate for those with the similar language that you would appeal to your 66 year old grandma who has some really not progressive views but cares about her own kidneys. Yeah. You can make like, and it might be more effective. You can maybe win grandma. Whereas I don't know if you coming with your other line is going to win grandma. Well, That's just a thing. It's just a thing worth considering. And, and, and so just cause, cause we'll get back more to like the conversation, actually the conversation, but you know, I appreciate the conversation about these conversations. Um, I encourage everyone who is feeling away, uh, who's thinking about this and stuff's hitting your head one way or the other to actually have um, conversations with people in your life, the people around you more so than the people you're necessarily trying to engage with on Twitter or this, that, and I'm not saying don't do that. Go do whatever the hell you feel. But I really like actually having a conversation. What, what Patrick's saying is, is all valid and it's, it's good to talk about and it's good to actually talk about because what he's saying is I don't feel comfortable voting for either of these candidates, even though I acknowledge one is significantly worse than the other. And I'm hearing that a lot. And I don't know that I'm totally comfortable with that. And it's, it's not that I, because, because I'm a grown up, I don't want to take away your agency, Patrick, you know, like that's your prerogative and I'm good with it. What what about Joe Biden? And is it is it even about Joe Biden or is it more about the system of things? But what about it is it that will prevent you from voting for him or or encouraging people to vote for him as a means to get rid of Donald Trump and the, the current administration? Hey, this is Aaron from No Simple Road. I'm inviting you to come hang out with Apple, Mel, and I as we talk with the musicians, artists, chefs, authors, and beyond from the world that turns us on. We're reaching into the improvisational music scene, the psychedelic culture, the festival world, and getting to know what makes the people tick that create those scenes. Come join us on the long, strange trip over at No Simple Road. Hey, you. Do you have any plans this year? How's that going? Did you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, and my good friends, Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony, also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at 2 020-d.com, soundtalentmedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app. Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers, all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at soundtalentmedia.com. If I understand your question correctly, uh, my my issue with almost any elected official in the United States is their failure to oppose foreign entanglements. 
Okay. So, so it becomes very difficult. Like I was actually, I was never a pro Trump guy, but I had a philosophical conversation about it or attempted to, it was on Twitter about the notion that Hillary is Hillary was, I don't know if she's changed her position in the last four years, uh, a, tried and true war hawk sure 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 yes and trump so, had none of that trump had none of that history that doesn't mean of course that it was impossible that he would head in that direction right. i mean he's a political opportunist purely yes so so it, it didn't mean on any of that but it was worth exploring to me okay now Again, question for you on that specific just yes. and then we'll kind of meander back to this thing um would you consider your because you say foreign entanglements? You mean wars? You mean conflict? I mean wars. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I mean I mean armed conflicts exactly. Right. Like, okay. Perfect. Uh, or 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 uh, foreign entanglement sounds like you're talking about like you paid a hundred thousand dollars to like Kazakhstan. <laughs> no, well, no, no, and, no. and yeah, because I was going to say I, I think you would likely be for humanitarian aid and causes. You're not trying to pitch isolationist. Uh, no, not at all. Here. Yeah. Uh, not not a, just to not clarify for the people for the the non-believers the skeptics who want to take you at your worst so let's let's no, let's, let's well, clean let's, that up <laughs> those people can truly yeah but but the no i mean i barely respect the notion of a border i to be right. honest I'm, I, I, yeah. I'm on the very extreme end <laughs> of this but but my point is that uh whether it is an armed conflict or sanctions that starve you you, you know what i mean like there are many reasons uh, not to involve ourselves w- with, uh, and I don't listen. This isn't even me. At the t- at the, during the Bush presidency, it was a thing worth talking about. That are we there to steal oil, right? Right. And that became a talking point that I think is fair. But I also think a large part of it is, or undeniable part of it, it's not. I think is, yo, wars are the are a business unto themselves. And we continue to do them for, for so, I mean, sometimes we can manufacture, uh, uh, I believe the term is a pro schema. So, so sometimes we can manufacture one, but sometimes we don't even bother. We just say, hey, we can hang out here for 12 years in a simmering non-flict that just makes sure that nobody born in two generations in this nation will have anything but hate for the United States. Right. That is a complete waste of human lives for anybody. Listen, sorry, I'm getting real fucking. You're getting wound. No, 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 no. I mean, to pull it in for anybody, yeah. for anybody that would, that died in an armed conflict over nothing. Yo, I know that it's in like, it's in hardcore. At least it is. We, we don't on, on average have very much respect for people in the armed forces, right? You're part of a system. Many people see you as no different than cops. Sure. There's a conversation there. Yep. Okay. I personally, I'm right there with you. I think everybody is accountable for their own behavior. Blah, blah, blah. That said, I literally, my heart breaks for somebody that dies for nothing. My heart breaks. I think it is, it's such a terrible thing. And yep. I, I become an old man where I get like very emotional. Yes. yes. So it, it is, uh, for me, anybody who has died in Afghanistan in at least 10 years, and that, those numbers are small for anybody paying attention on the American side. Those numbers are small. But I'm not just talking about the American side. Yeah, I'm talking, talking about anybody, anybody yeah, right. that died in Afghanistan in the last 10 years is a terrible waste of human life. That's a terrible waste of a life. So it is so depressing to me that 
we take this as the way it has to be. You understand? And yeah, but no, no. But in the same breath, I'm going to say that is a political reality. Well, and like, that's that's the part is that it's tough because you know I uh, I tend to lean into a lot of these similar like a border. What the fuck's a border? These are made up concepts. This is all like goofy stuff that I think is long view um, really fun for for some cool novels and and structurally. Uh, inevitably regressive and inevitably problematic and inevitably going to lead to conflict and all this bullshit. But I still acknowledge that I have to, that by hook or by crook, my life is entangled in the currency of, of this, the state of the world, you know, and the state of the country. And, and, you know, maybe me more so personally, um, Though, though I, you know, I guess I do have the option to leave, which is which is nice. Maybe not right now, but soon enough. Um, and that's where I get to on all this is that for me personally, yeah, you know what? If I chose not to vote, you know, like like let me be again full transparency. I voted in 2016 for Hillary because I thought Trump was going to be a problem. Uh, I voted for Obama in 2012 and 2008. Let's, let's just stand by those. Fine. I don't think I voted in 04 or in 2000, though I could have. Um, why not? I was 18 and 22. Do the math. <laughs> um, and that's not an excuse. It's just cop into reality. I, I just, I think it's hard to disentangle yourself from these things. And it's not, there's no moral judgment from my perspective. I'm not making it a right to to say, hey, you're wrong not to vote or you're wrong not to follow your specific. I actually think that's, you know, uh, I go full rush. If you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice, you know. Um, But this is a dire straight situation. And I, I, Tom, I want to get you in here because it's did been. Did you all- say Rush and Dire Straits? Yeah. Did, yeah. You, did, like you mentioned You're two welcome. non-U.S. bands You're to discuss welcome. U.S. problems. Well, moving soon. The fuck out of here. <laughs> um, no, I, it's um, you know, I don't know if it's the kiss of death, um, but but I feel as though a re-election here is is like. It's pretty, it's uh, terror inducing, you know, and, and the idea of what would happen, um, I mean, uh, you know, Tom, I want to get you in here and you to share your thoughts about like the importance of voting or or what people should do. Like the one thing I think no one should be doing. And the reason, like, I don't think any of the three of us have have speculated online though, Patrick, your, your Twitter gets wild. Yo, you're never going to catch me on the internet shaming someone for voting or not voting. Um, I think it's important to voice yourself. I think it's important to do that. If you choose not to, okay, it's fine. But I think it's more important to hear a voice and talk about this and, and discuss the reasons why and why you would vote for Joe Biden. Yo, some of those accusations against him are pretty ugly. I don't know what's founded or not, you know? And the climate of it being kind of, that stuff being pushed aside gave me more pause or maybe even as much as the actual accusations was how quickly things move forward 
through those things. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, that's well, certainly to be honest with you, to be honest with you, that should be an indictment of the press, but we don't want to, I, that's I don't a whole think different that, episode. Right. Yeah. I don't think that me railing against fucking journalism is going to, is going to help this episode. But Tom, let's talk about this from your perspective, anything that you've heard, or if you just want to take it and say what you're thinking politically right now. <laughs> I know I, I Pat just talked for an hour, so I have no idea. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, you know what? Like, I think, you know, I get it. Voting doesn't feel like it does much of anything. And I get that feeling. And I totally get it. But I think, like, you know, any other fucking time, I would be like, you know what? Do. Do you. Right. Whatever thou shall do within, you know, like, totally fucking cool, man. Like, I get it. This shit sucks. No, like yeah. this doesn't like this is a private party and none of us are invited. I fucking totally understand that. Yeah. And that's fucking Democrat. It's across the fucking board. They're not looking out for us. That's right. You know, for 99.9% of the people that are listening to this and for, you know, and existing in this country, like I get like they don't give a fuck about us. They're willing to go away, you know, and like, you know, go into, you know, the next session will be after the election. Right. But meanwhile, there's like 40 million people without, you know, income. And yeah, and eviction uh, holds are, are going to be expiring soon and all that fun stuff. Too. Yeah, you know what I mean? So I, I totally fucking understand that. And I think, but I think voting on a more local level is so important. Yeah. And I think, you know, people have fought for a long time to, to have the right to vote. Right. And I think there's something important to that. And however you may vote, I think like you should, I don't know. I, I can't say that you should or shouldn't. I mean, right. No, personally, I, I would. Yeah. But I mean, that's my choice. And I think, I think more about the greater good than uh, some folks, which is fine too. Like we all have, you know what I mean? Like, sure. I'd be more than happy, you know, like I, I'm concerned about like my nieces who are, yeah. you know, or my, you know, like, you know, older people like that have insurance that like another four years, like you're not going to get protected. Everyone's got a fuck. If you're a fucking American, you got a pre-existing fucking condition, right? <laughs> no matter who, if you're in shape, if you're not in shape, Pat goes to the doctor tomorrow. That motherfucker has something that will preclude him from getting insurance. 100%. I haven't, I haven't had blood work in decades. No exactly. doubt. No Guaranteed. doubt. Like, I mean, I'm not, not, you know, and you're a fucking, average like a you know an an athlete you can say it tom yes but you know what i'm saying though i feel like there's so much more to it yeah that i think like you know it's like we're pushing a fucking boulder and like it may not seem like much but like these incremental changes can lead to a bigger change and i think another four years of what go what's been going on in the last fucking six months yeah like you're not gonna have like it's going to be a different country and none of us are going to want to live here. Yeah, that's right. Um, and that's fine. I mean, and I, and I get that, but like, you know, it's going to, there's going to come a time that like, there's not going to be a place for us to go. Yeah. You know, like if I go, Oh man, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to move to fucking Ireland. Sure. Maybe Ireland's going to be like, we're good, man. Yeah. Oh and yeah. All sure. The shit for that sure. we've done. For sure. Has fucking come back to rear its ugly head and people aren't going to be accepting of us right now. We cannot leave the United States of America. 
Very hard. Very hard. There's a, there's a where, where are you going? You can go to Croatia. You can go. Yeah, Croatia. There's a whole list, um, but it's not – a lot of it's more tough than even that, you know. Um, you need to have the, the proof tests. I mean, I've, I've done heavy research on it. Um, uh, you can go to Nicaragua, Costa Rica pretty easily. Mexico, border's been open, staying open. You can go there tomorrow. These are beautiful places, by Really the way. beautiful. I know. I know. Um, I only remember the really nice ones. Um, no, what you're saying makes a lot of sense to me too, Tom. I think um, – I mean, and here's my question for you, Tom, uh, and, and Patrick as well, but – Tom, when, when we think about stuff, you know, hardcore is this nascent community, you know, for all its uh, beauty and warts. Um, and there's a lot of diversity there. And there's a lot of, yeah. you know, and and to me, hardcore is a million different things. But, but one of the things I think most people would agree with is that it's um, it's a lot about expression. Um you know, and, and, and expression of emotion and ideas and thoughts and and all that. And really those, that type of expression, a lot of times it's angry, it's frustrated, sad, it's ecstatic, it's jubilant. It's everything you can fucking pitch at it. But expression's like an important thing to me. And, um, and you have the opportunity. Um, and, and, and this is what I would encourage because I am seeing quite a few people who are saying, I'm not going to vote. And uh, I'm with it. I'm with it uh, if you are not interested in this. And, and like, yo, I'm not even going to say it's cool or it's not cool. I don't. It's not for me to say that one way or the other. But what I will say is that what Tom said there about these down-the-line votes, there isn't just one election coming up. There's a lot of voting that, that can be done in the next, you know, month or so and uh if you have the opportunity to do so and you know you're entangled and you have people in your life that you care about and you know whether you live on the fringe you don't live on the fringe or what have you um, or you're firmly entrenched you have an opportunity to speak your voice and so this isn't this isn't meant to be this whole episode isn't meant to be a plea to have someone go vote i you know whatever but it is my hope here is to encourage people to con- converse with others and have these conversations with people you trust and think about and be like, yo, yeah, you know what? Like I'm not a hundred percent on Joe Biden. Who I don't uh, do, do either of you know anyone who's a hundred percent on Joe Biden? Uh, I personally do not. However, I've been shocked to see 50 year old men love Joe Biden. They, yeah. I mean, I think the older folks are the ones that like Joe Biden. Yeah. They fucking love him. <laughs> so, like, I think number, but I think it's not like whatever. I think like if you choose not to be a part of it, that's fine. But I think you really need to fucking consider that. Yeah. Well, and okay. not just kind of like it's not a blow off thing. Yeah. Uh, hold on. I, I'm going to go one step. I'm going to go a step further than both of you gentlemen because I'm the guy that's saying I'm not going to do the thing. And I'm going to be very – I'm going to – you guys keep saying, hey, I don't think – you know, if you don't want to vote, don't vote or whatever. I, I think that the people that – a lot of the reasons that I see people say that they don't want to vote uh, do not stand up. They don't hold water. And what I mean by that is uh, there is pretty much no question that while I don't find, while Biden might not meet my needs, you know, Patrick's needs, quote unquote, uh, if you don't think that there's 
at least a nominal gain towards what most of our listeners are interested in in this life. That's right. By voting for him over the other guy, you are lying. Like you're just lying. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that's just provably untrue. So right. it's yeah. really simple, everybody. Um, you can take a principled stance and be a dick, and, and or you can be a reasonable adult and just say, "Hey, I have my choice. This is a harm reduction thing." Like, yo, right. should we get everybody off of heroin? I guess we should. You know what I mean? Like in the yeah. meantime, <laughs> what can we do? Time, can we keep a few of them alive? That's right. You understand? So it's a bit like that. It's just harm reduction. Like voting for Biden is harm reduction. And there's pretty much, to me, if it was Hillary, I'm, I honestly might like this would be a different podcast because I it might be a little. I she was a little bit too war hawk for my tastes. Oh, completely. Biden, I think, is going to just. My view on Biden is that he's he's just going to be a continuation of. Obama policy, which was in some ways a continuation of uh, of Bush policies, and then uh, Trump doesn't even know what the policy is. You right. know what I mean? So he's right. just continuing I mean, he just wants to do away with it because the black guy put it in motion. In motion. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. Oh, God, I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that's the thing. Is these like it's so. Oh, that's the problem. I think like <laughs> Obama by no means was great at a lot of things, and he did a lot of terrible shit. Because I think, like, I mean, we were talking about on the other podcast about, like, you have to have it, like, there's something inherently wrong with you if you want that job. Yeah. Oh, no, you're you're warped. You, you know what I mean? But I think, you know, even the positive things that, like, most decent human beings could be like, that's a good thing. Like, you know, my transgendered friend will be protected in her new job. Right. I, I, I'd be real hard pressed to see like why that's not a, yes, exactly. You have to be a court, you have to be a real, right. so, real ignorant person. To go, it's right. a material. So, it's a material gain. Like yo, let's just talk about it honestly. It's a material gain. It's a noticeable gain, and that's the issue that I have. Where people pretend that there is no difference, that it's all the system. Yeah, it's all the system, and yeah, there's a difference. You understand? Difference. It might not be the difference you want. It might not be night and day. But for you to not, pr- for you to pretend. <laughs> that it's not two steps better is asinine. So I'm just not here in that conversation. Right. And here's my question for you guys. And now like to me, like, and maybe this is my own and whatever, sure. but I think like, I can't really, you know, if, if a person of color is like, yo, this is just not it. Right. And I'm not going to take part of this because this is bullshit. Yeah. I think that's one thing. And I don't disagree. Right. But I think some fucking, you know, white dude from fucking wherever who's saying like, you know, this isn't what I wanted, so I'm not going to take part in it. It's some privileged bullshit. Cuz you're not wor- you're not there's you have no fucking skin in the game. Uh, yeah, what? It, it, it I, does I, I agree more. somewhat, but if you were if Trump God forbid, he wins and it's another 4 years, I love you to death. Your life would not change one fucking iota. No, that's a fact. That's true. You know what I mean? But some of your bandmates' lives might change. That's a fact, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, that's my whole problem. Then then I think it's like, I can't hear some fucking, you know, if you want to vote for that, I have more respect for that than someone just being like, well, I'm not going to take part because Bernie didn't, whatever. Or my God, you know, Pete or whoever the fuck you wanted. 
you know what I mean, didn't get that's some privileged bullshit. You know what well, I mean? If you uh, want to make a okay. stance like outside of that for someone who's been like, you know, my grandfather fucking voted for 70 years and he's still fucking, you know, hassled by the cops. You know what, dude? Hundred percent get that. Nah, uh, listen. Right, this is gonna uh, yeah, yeah. this is gonna inflame some of our listeners. Your grandfather would be the first person to tell you that person's grandfather would be the first person to tell them there has been incremental change. That does not mean for the, for our listeners that are intent on taking me in the wrong spirit. That does not mean that job is done or that there is not more efficient ways to do it. That is quite obvious on both counts. But nobody, if you're out here saying. Uh, this ain't it, so I'm not voting. Like, I don't care what fucking race you are. You had better come, and when I say better, you don't got to answer to me, but if you're you're going to fucking take these positions and be out with them in some way, then you should be ready for the criticism that, oh, hey, nothing is what it is, is where it's at. Nothing. Like, that's the political reality that I keep referring to, is that listen, you have to make a decision, everybody. You either have to say, hey, I have these feelings where I'm unwilling to compromise on these things so much that I won't do the thing that makes sense. But if that's not you, if you want to make sense, I'm going to say it again. (laughs) There's only one person to vote for if you're trying to make fucking sense. Like, let's not be stupid. Do you you put yourself in the category of I don't make sense? Yes. Okay. Stop yes. making sense. Like, you're a guy in a giant, a giant suit. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Good, good, good reference. Good reference. Uh, um, no, like, I, I, what I'm saying is, is it, it's for me. You understand? Like, it's it's exclusively for me. It's 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 so that I feel good about how I see myself. But I'd be fucking deluded to think I'm doing much for anybody with that. You know what I'm saying? So my whole point here is if you are a person who purports to care about other people and you do value the greater good, then, yo, there's only one person to vote for. I'm, I, I, I'm getting mad. I know. <laughs> like, and I'm not even voting for the fucking guy. Well, this is I'm where we mad. needed you to get to because I, I, I think people often, often don't understand you, which is good. But, uh, but yes, okay. Um, so we're encouraging you to go and vote for the guy who makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, come on. What was that, Tom? I mean, I appreciate the honesty on passport. No, well, and I, I mean, here's the deal. Like, I, I, there's there's going to be times in your life when you really look at things and realize, like, this shit don't thrill me. Like, the this, this shit don't thrill me. But but I, I tell you what, I I look around in New Jersey, which is a very blue state, and I go, man. Could could Trump win in New Jersey? And the real answer, let's let me pull back, is no, he's not going to win. But I happen to live in a red county, in a blue state, and so you look around and you see the presence and you feel it and you feel it on almost a daily level and you go shit. And you know, I, I did a trip across and went out to Yellowstone and drove through some states and was like, shit. There's a lot of people who who believe this motherfucker, like who are with this, and like the, the one thing I think all three of us will certainly agree on is we're not with that bullshit. We're not with this dude. This dude, like 
Pat, one of the reasons I was really excited to have you and why I was glad you got wound is I've seen you speak out and be like, yo, what's this moron doing? Like, I never see you talk about that. And it's it's you going with the flow of a lot of things and not considering the other in this because it's so far beyond the pale of typical horseshit political conversation. And, and like, I don't know. I just, it's, it's, it's hard for me to think about Tom, like Tom, I think it's hard for me to think about who the person is with an ounce of decency or an ounce of compassion for not, not their neighbor, but their familiars and realize this dude's not good for the greater good. I just, you know what? Like, I think so much of it is media driven. Like I talked about, like I have a brother-in-law. Yeah. It was like a seriously generous and kind human being. Yep. Right. And like, you know, his daughter is, is, is Chinese. Mm -hmm. Like, but somehow, and like, he's like a blue collar, like I work moving offices kind of guy. Right. Not a fucking tech dude, not a fucking, you know what I mean? Like, he's like a schmuck that's breaking his back 10 hours a day. The same person that Trump fucking despises, number one. The dude dude who Trump has built his life on not paying. Right, by Stefan, those dudes, right? So, you know, he just watches Fox News and watches and listens to the fucking whatever bullshit over and over and over again. It's actually changed, like the way he interacts with the rest of our family right. and like like my family like we're the typical like irish alcoholic family that it's like no one argue like don't bring up anything yeah, because yeah, like, yeah. Like, like i know you know someone's punching a wall over there but if you don't look at it it'll go away after a while yeah. we're here to be like, friends and family no don't bring up the ugly shit right so like we like we've like my family avoids shit like the fucking plague so like you know about a month ago you know, I go out. I don't know if I told the story on the podcast. A month ago, I go out. I hadn't seen my family since Christmas. I go out for my birthday and August. And, um, you know, we're just sitting, talking shit, not bringing up politics, you know, just because we know where this is going to go. So, like, you know, it's like my three sisters, my nieces, my brother-in-laws, brothers-in-law, like my mom, you know, and he, like, we're talking about, like, masking and all this sort of stuff. And, like, he goes, you know, uh, you know, I mean, it's all well and good, but, like, the Senate passed the passed the law that they don't have to wear masks. And literally the entire table like looked at me like with the like, hmm. please don't, please don't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God, like don't hold do him this. back. They give you the visual hold him back. Yeah, but kind of like, don't do this, man. Please don't do this. So I was like, Yeah, I don't know. Where'd you hear that? He's like, It was on the news. I was like, I don't know if that's really true, man. <laughs> like, I could have fucking called him an asshole, no. but I was like, but he's like a sweet human being, yeah, but I'm like, he's just so kind of like, you know, does not see like that, like fucking, you know, his boy keep going like the Chinese flu and all this stuff is like legitimately putting his daughter at risk of fucking violence. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, it's so like, I feel like I'm watching like Halloween three where everyone put the puts the mask on and their brains just start melting. Yeah. Like people are just so indo- indoctrinated and like. I know everyone likes to make the joke that I'm like the fucking CNN liberal guy. Like, I'm smart enough to kind of know what's bullshit and what's kind of like what's true. Yeah. I can, you know, like, I like to listen to Rachel Maddow because, like, 
it's it's relevant to my interests, but I know sometimes she's I'm like, you're going a little far afield to make this connection. And I get that. But like this is so kind of like by like, you know, building up to the, the fucking the first debate, it's like, you know, we want to take a drug test. Like in what fucking universe <laughs> are two, you know, two presidential candidates being like you need to take a drug test or like we need to check your ears to make sure someone's not like Cyrano de bergerac some fucking answer in your ear. Like this, like it's just, it's changed the discourse in this country and has sent it back. Oh, decades, so much. So uh, decades that I think you cannot have a conversation that like he, you know, like you should be able to fucking vote by mail. Yeah. But this motherfucker has put so much doubt on that yep. that like even people like me who know it's a fucking legit way to to to, to vote and I'm like I'm not even going to fucking take the chance that he's going to fuck with my vote. Right. I'm going to go in person. Yep. And and like, and it's like and much- then you go oh how much will that how, what's the opportunity for that to overwhelm the system, right? Like oh how many people are going to show up to vote because he's put in that fear, right? Like like there's there's dual ends to it who's willing to endure and stand in the line for five hours you know right and i mean and they do like the early voting but my whole thing is like all the people that are voting for him are the exact people that fucking hate him sure or they should like (laughs) the rich i mean or no i'm sorry the rich people that vote for him obviously because they get the benefits from it but like all the folks in like the rust belt or going out west or like there's people in Washington. Anybody you know, who has an average household income below six figures who who still somehow right. finds the way to support Trump uh, merchandise. Like he hates you. Yeah. Like, and you're not like you're not making enough money for any of his the few things he's been able to get done. It's not affecting you. It's not impacting you whatsoever. And like I know facts are hard, and like people don't always want to like see them. But like I implore you. Like, go look at your, like, 401k. Like, the only thing he can say is, like, your 401k went up a little bit. But, like, if you look at your fucking, you know, one of your pay subs from 2012 or, you know, raises notwithstanding, and now, yep. there's literally no fucking difference. Right. That dude did shit for you. Right. And, but, like, it's, but it, they're so indoctrinated because the only thing that's left to me is, like, oh, then you're racist. Yeah. Because you're not benefiting whatsoever in any other way. Well, so so I mean, yes, everything you said is really important, and I think the part that I want to expand or kind of dig even further into is the discourse of the country, the role media plays. Um, I mean, you know, yo, let's let's tell truths. We we are a podcast about hardcore and we talked to a pretty specific community and we're so thankful for the people who listen to us. And like, it's real shit. We, we all get a thrill of how much we enjoy this and people care, but we have enough of a following that when we talk about a band or go hard and talk a lot about a band, we can go and see that it, it literally is measurable impact on their streaming numbers be it curiosity, be it people rediscovering, be it just, yo know, saying a name that somebody hasn't thought of for a long time. They go, oh yeah, shit, I need to check out that record. Let me listen to that again. And we're a hardcore podcast and we have that kind of impact. So now you multiply that by something like Fox News that's in essentially every household with, with cable TV. 
or you know the other side or, or whatever you want to do and fox news which might be the reason cable still exists very likely um the the impact i mean you know like yo joe rogan like these giant podcasts these things impact conversation and they impact the way people interact not just with the world around them but also the way they think themselves i mean yo like uh, I'd be lying if I didn't say there weren't media impacts on the way I think about things or this or that. I largely avoid most news media at this point. Like, I guess if I'm looking for information on a news story, I go to the New York Times, I go to BBC, I go to uh, CNN, I guess, is where I'd go to next after those two. Um, Amanda has a subscription to the Telegraph. I, you know, like, I don't know. These are pretty fucking... You can see which way that lean is pretty clearly, but but it's such an impact, and where conversation is led, just the tenor and tone sucks. You don't hear people talking, and, and this leads to a story I wanted to share. A friend of the podcast told me a story about, and I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this because because it was it's something I've thought about since we talked about it. He was at a park near his home walking with a family member. They were walking their dogs. And um, someone's driving a car real fast through like a state park, you know? Right. His family member gives the like, hey, slow down. Like the hands, like just pump it, you know? Yeah. And, you know, if I mix it up, but dude basically slams on the brakes, pops out and starts screaming. And like, who you don't you tell me to do anything? Ba ba ba. You can't do. And and it's got, you know, our friend sitting there thinking, like, am I about to have to have a fight this guy? Are me and my my older relative about to fight this person? Like for real in a park? What's right. going on? And uh, he asked the question. He's like, does it seem like people are more on edge? Yeah. Yeah. And, and afraid, man. Yeah. on either side. Well, exactly. And that's where I got to with it. I said, look, I think up to the beginning of this year, it felt like there was a cold war going on inside this country where there was the liberal or the whatever, you know, the, these, these polarized sides who, when they look in the mirror, are exemplifying a lot of similar uglies hating each other and that the events of this year being a fucking shithole year and leading into an election that's i'd say the most significant in my lifetime certainly um it's it's just starting to the the freezer broke a while ago and it's tensions are on high and and like yo let me cop to this i think it's important people think about this when i see someone who has a trump sticker on their car my thought is your your enemy, racist, ignorant, idiot. When I see someone wearing a MAGA hat, same. Trump shirt, same. Yeah. Trump flag from their house, Trump flag on their car. I'm thinking enemy. And that's not totally fair. You know, it, it's hard. Yeah. I know, I know. Because it's hard for me to imagine anyone out there who doesn't see this for what it is. To me, I see those things and it's like a, it's like a fucking, oh, this is a cool way to put white power on your car. You know what I mean? Like, right. It's a fuck you. Yeah. That's what yeah. It yeah. That's, and that's how it feels. And I think that's, 
like a symptom of where we're at. And, and, you know, that polarity really helps the people who want that. Yo, this, they, this is a thriving on aggression and anger. And I'm not saying it's not warranted from both, from, from one side specifically. I, I, to me, the, the, the quote unquote plight of the repressed white person is a tired song and dance. And I, I think there's a lot to be said for class issues. And I'd love to talk about that at length, but we don't got the time right now. But like, yo, there's a lot of people in this country who've been fucked up for a long time. And those are the people who have every right to be in the street saying, hey, shit needs to change now. Um, to be able to say Black Lives Matter and how important that shit is. But, but the other side, I, I, what's your, it's, it seems like a struggle to hold control. So, so that's all a long way to say that we're just not in a civil place these days. I mean, I think because the stakes are so high. Yeah, yeah. The stakes have like, to me, have never seemed higher. No. You know what I mean? Like, I would, I'd be like, you know, I, I've been able to vote for a while. I would be like, eh, you know what? Bush sucks. <laughs> I don't really like what he yeah, believes yeah. in. You know what I mean? But, like, there was definitely times that I was like, okay. You know, like, quite honestly, like, right after 9-11. Sure. I was like, you know what? Okay. I don't agree with 99%, but, like, feel like, like he's a leader. <laughs> Yo. And a weird, I mean, that was, I mean, that was, like. Him and and Rudy had like the best three days of their oh, entire. Oh my god! Lives. I mean, it's and they faced everything. I mean, now Bush is like the cute guy who makes paintings, <laughs> but he was an asshole. He was a uh, he's a war hawk. You know yeah, I mean, yeah, and and but I, mean, I think probably more. You know, I, I mean, I think you know, to me, and this is this is my argument. Like the one side, the side that I decide to be on, has plans, has ideas. Like what they can do to make something, you know, sure. what would, you know, the life better for the most amount of people. Right. The other side is just about them being aggrieved. There's nothing, they have no thing that benefits everyone. Oh, it's just no. like what they're not permitted to do. Certainly not. I, I, I would say that they do have plans. Um, do you think so? Well, I do. I think, I, I mean, it's, it's about, yeah, I think they actually have long-term plans and goals that have been, you know, I think about the gerrymandering in the country and, uh, you know, like you can go see these interviews and clips with like Newt Gingrich from the very early nineties and, and late eighties where they're talking about slowly reconfiguring the political system <laughs> and then, you know, um, and these long plays, but, but the part that we're in lockstep agreement is that, what plans I believe that side, the the uh, conservative, well, the conservative side of things, is not in the interest of the greater good. And there's a lot of people who think it's in their best interest, but it's very clearly not. And the the only long term planning is built around repression, supporting a hierarchical structure. And maybe even imposing it further as we get further along. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's just put you know re you know it's it's just maintaining the white power structure that's 
been in place that's right. and making it even you know worse by the day that's right. to me. That, no, I, I mean, that's where that's where I fall on it and and think it's structurally like almost. I mean, it's it's pretty ugly, you know. Um, Patrick, where are you at? Uh, I agree with you on. I agree with. Uh, I <laughs> I agree with what you're saying. I do. I don't apply it so broadly. So when you say uh, there's people who have had this plan for quite some time who are uh, slowly playing this out, e- even if we're talking about uh, some of the henchmen that Trump I mean, had. McConnell has had a long game. Well, oh, long yeah. Game. Yeah. Yeah. But, he I mean, finds the long game. He's a piece of garbage, right. but he's a smart piece of garbage. Well, that's sure. That's and, the thing, yeah. and then when that we're talking about. Yeah. And then we're talking about there's there's for lack of a better word everyone if you God help you if you misquote me on this I'll fucking get your IP <laughs> for lack of a better word people like Steve Bannon are in their own ways visionaries uh, those are people who cruel visionaries really, yes yes really see a long term plan here yeah you're just not in that, in that plan yeah you're right but but where I'll disagree with you guys is. That is not what I see when I see a MAGA flag that is, at all. Right. I, 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 I see in, in some respects, you're right. When you say uh, the white, the, the, whatever we want to call it, like uh, the, the, the existing hegemony, the, the yes. uh, white supremacy, whatever we want to call it, the, the, those, those are valid because yes, but the average MAGA person in my view, and I, you know, how many do I talk to? Not that many. They are not race is not the core issue in the way that uh, there's no there's not the mustache twirling that we that we often ascribe to these people. They're not uh, sitting there. No, no, no. I I don't want it. I I hope it's not coming off in this weird, like conspiracy theorist way. That's not that's certainly not what I'm saying. No, it's a lot more. I guess what I'm saying. Yeah, I guess what I'm saying is that I. the place that I find racism in the average MAGA dude is not the active racism, but the actual, the, the real use of the word of the term white supremacy as it's, as it's been applied the last five years or so is this is where it applies because uh, these aren't people who see themselves as racist, nor do they have particularly racist thoughts on a day to day. However, they have white anxieties about their quality of life changing. Yes, correct. And they correct. they believe that by voting for Trump, they are in some that way right. holding on to their quality of life. Now, because they know if the if all things being equal, they would lose their grasp on on. See, I don't even see have. it like that. This is where I do agree with you, Tom. That there is a media element to it because I think that the fear of the unknown, the fear of the, uh, you know, like the, 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 well, so here's the thing, cause we can't, we're not talking like, Hey, it's a certainty. We're, we're projecting, but that's what fear is as well. You know what I mean? That's, that's, they're they're rallying against a fear of what could be not the idea that something is certain. Um, yeah, sure. Well, okay. So I think I've mentioned it on this podcast. I found it so interesting. I never thought about it before in my life, but I was listening to some historian explain that revolutions typically happen when the middle class believes that their quality of life is in decline, rightly or wrongly, accurately or inaccurately. That That's when revolutions actually happen, whereas I always thought that revolutions happen from the underclass 
that's what seems natural and organic. And it's also highly literary, right? Like that seems like the thing that you would find in literature, but what actually happens according to this historian and seemingly true by the amount of examples that he quoted was that it's really when a middle-class emerges, whether that's the merchant class in the past or, or the proper middle class that we have now, when one of those emerges, uh, it is, it is an aspirational thing for many people, particularly for, I think, actually all of our grandparents. So, so an aspirational place to arrive is to be working middle class. It's like, oh, shit, that's a house. You know what I mean? Like, shit is sick. The American dream, so to speak. The, the reason that people of my father's age can't let go of some of these systems. Understand? Right, yeah. So, but the, the, uh, the, that once you have it, the fear of it being stripped from you is much greater than you, you, you know, than your desire to even get ahead of it. It, it. It's the fear of having it taken away. And my feeling is that the American middle class is quickly eroding and nobody is wrong. Nobody in the middle class is wrong to feel anxious about that. However, where everybody on this podcast and probably 99% of our listenership would say it's completely misguided is when any racial dynamic comes into it because it's provably untrue. You know, you understand? Like, even if I was making allowances for people's individual prejudices, it's just provably untrue. So that shit needs to go. I agree with you on all that. But what I'm saying is I really think that the average MAGA boat is a middle-class person who wrong, wrong-headedly attaches their their future you know i mean they are reactionaries in some ways right like so 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 they're they do not want to let go of this thing that if we're going to be perfectly honest and also cynical their parents worked for but but uh you know let's give them the benefit of the doubt some of these people have worked hard to maintain their own middle class status okay fine whatever the the point is i don't see an active racism for the most part, that's not to say it doesn't exist. No, obviously, no. I mean, the, obviously right. yeah, it yeah. does. But, but no, it's, you're right. It's the passive racism, and I think yeah, it, that that it's, fear of of complacency and fear of fear that the complacency they've enjoyed could be uprooted. Um, and now, the, now the term white, like most- white anxiety was a, a, a good good way to phrase that. Yeah, I don't agree with I don't agree with that at this point, dude. You know, if you were like, I like, you know. Bush senior because of X, Y, and Z, then your argument makes sense. But now knowing everything that goes on, like I, I got an answer for this time. I, I, I think that, okay, so I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth because this applies to both candidates in their own way. The problem that like when you said, Hey, a lot of, a lot of our listeners of color don't, feel this and they say hey these gains are not significant this is bullshit i'm opting out and you don't feel comfortable criticizing that i think for good reason though i don't necessarily agree you can't criticize it but i i hear you but the 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 flip side of that is what i think those people are experiencing and what i think the core of leftist politics in america at this moment progressive politics will say at this moment is the attempt to make the existing power brokers and structure understand that there is a material effect to their policymaking that someone's life is ground into dust with every piece of legislation that's signed. And 
that's a very valid and admirable aim to make people understand that. But I still think that, that Biden included in this, the old style of governance is a numbers game and it is insulated and it is, it, it is nobody, nobody is directly affected by this. If you don't want to acknowledge that they are, and you're looking at that and saying, Patrick, it amounts to the same thing. These people are racist. If not by, if not actively racist, then they're racist by their negligence. They're racist by what they choose not to see. That's fine. We can, I'm open to that conversation. But what I'm saying is I think that this is an example of people not understanding that, that everything comes with a material cost in the real world. All right. Here's my problem. Sure. Amongst other things. So to, so my whole thing is like, to your argument that like, Hey, you know, I got this from my parents and I was able to maintain it. That's all well and good. Right. I think if you're fucking wearing a fucking shirt or a goddamn red hat, it's a provocation. That's beyond just being like, I want to keep what I have. And I know if things being equal, I, w- I won't have that same access. That's one thing. And I see that. And I understand. I, I can. I don't necessarily. I don't. You don't agree at all. But you, you but see where see, somebody I would arrive there. People might have that like, you know, I took over my father's fucking tractor fucking dealership. And then this is I made a life for myself and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I told, you know, I can see where that's coming from. But anyone wearing merchandise like it's a fucking sports team. Right. Yeah. Is doing that to be a provocateur. And they know yes. that inherently says I am a racist. Like, there's no like people didn't fucking you know roll around wearing fucking George Bush hoodies. No, that's true. You know what I'm saying or fucking or any of the candidate. I think like it's just to own the libs, and yeah. they know even if you don't believe it, if you go out wearing that shit, you better know you got a fucking target on your back. That could be like you know what you know like. I don't believe in what screwdriver says, but I like I like the shirt. <laughs> then you're a fucking idiot. You're inviting you a problem. To get your fucking your skull cracked. Right, but but, but Tom, you are being a provocator. Provocator. So, so so think about it for a second, uh, or think about this for a second. Firstly, let me just get this out of the way in case somebody misheard me. Not you fellas, but in case somebody misheard me. Um, I think that the the white anxieties, the middle class anxieties. I do not think that voting for Trump is in those people's best interest in any way, shape or form. No. And that's, and that's not, no. that's not my bias towards hating Trump. That's, I think that's just plain, honestly, it's, plain. Yeah, it's demonstrable. Like you, like we could probably cite that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So right. I mean, the middle class people like, guess what? If Democrats take over, they're not coming for your money. No, but, but Tom, here's, here's the thing. I, my belief, and I think that there's, you know, there's enough literature to at least give it a, there's people that agree is that the middle class didn't necessarily think that, or the lower middle class or the working middle class didn't necessarily think if working middle class even exists anymore, didn't necessarily think that they (laughs) did not necessarily think that by voting for Trump, they were going to get any better circumstances. I should make this clear, but it's not even that it's, it's I'm angry because under the last fucking X amount of presidents, 
I have felt this, this feeling that I can't keep up and I would like to stick my finger in somebody's eye. So I should have made it clear that I don't think that most of these people really tie their fortunes to Trump. I think that they just see Biden as more of the same and they are happy to your point. They're happy to have a banner over their head now that says, fuck you. And listen, if this was going the other way, if there was a firebrand politician on the extreme left that the three of us could get behind, that was, that had some populist appeal, Bernie, and, and had a big fuck you banner. We might be with that. You know what I mean? So I understand the impulse. I do. I don't, I, I mean, maybe this is just me being old, but I think I've always been more reasonable than this. I don't see the, the soccer hooligan appeal of, of putting on your team and battling in the street. Although if we're going to have a, like a more lighthearted aside for a second, have you guys seen the footage of that hooligan uh, rumble lately? No. Yeah. So, I'm almost certain I've been on that exact street and, uh, and part of it is because there, we played a show where we were warned, Hey, sometimes hooligans come, sometimes Nazis come and they'll pick fights outside of the venue. Just stay inside right. or come inside. If you see anybody that looks like they're coming down the street for a fight and it looks so similar. But anyway, the point is Bobby, and then I, was that in the UK? No, no, no. That was in Giessen. It was in Denmark, I want to say. Sure. Um, wow. But, uh, Bob, this footage is so great because <laughs> this is where I reveal myself to be uh, racist against whites. Everyone looks exactly the same. Yeah, I mean, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. And watch, watching it, I was like, yo, this is like when on the very rare occasions in my life, I've been to like a club. I go, yo, everybody here looks so much alike that I don't know how they don't mix each other's boyfriends up. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's how this shit looks like. Every dude looks exactly the same is dressed exactly the same. It seems to me that you could really start beating the shit out of your friend before you realize, Oh shit. Sorry, man. And right. Right. And they they just throw chairs at each other. And the most enjoyable part is that none of them seem to feel the chairs bouncing off their heads. That's amazing. And it is really good footage. Sorry to take us in a direction. No. So Denmark has some good code. Two, one, another, go. two things I want to bring up. Please. Just um, full transparency, recording this the night of the first debate, which I heard was a complete shit show. <laughs> um, so just to kind of back up my statement. So uh, Trump was asked um, – to con- by by Chris Wallace to condemn white supremacists and militia groups during the debate. <sighs> His response was, "Proud boys, stand back and stand by." Wow, God, what are you doing? Right. So <laughs> again, you're a racist if you back that dude. And the, a lighthearted thing, um, uh, a, a Twitter user named Jeremy Slater said that was the worst thing I've ever seen and I wrote Fantastic Four. <laughs> That's awesome. Which I thought was pretty great. Uh, I, I yeah, mean listen. Yeah. You never you're never going to get me to defend Trump on on presentation. You're never going to get me to defend what he has done to the conversation in the United States. No. I think it is beyond horrible it's and but there's people in our audience 
who see it the other way, who's, who like the fact that the mask has slipped off. They like that. Right. That's the accelerationist viewpoint. Well, well, but, right. And, and I mean, there's, uh, there might even be people who, who appreciate or who are more with this kind of discourse and the conversation. I, I just happen to find it the most distasteful and like offensive way, because I, I, you know, part of the reason we had this conversation, other than the fact that like, it's just chewing at everyone's fucking brainstem, um, is the idea that like, you know, there's, three different people here with three different, really, really different perspectives who come together in places in separated places. And we're able to have a, a real conversation here where you listen, you talk, you say what you think. And by the way, n- none of the three of us is, is uh, purporting to be a poli sci major, you know, no, uh, or a far, far no. from it, you know, um, Everyone on Twitter. Is, yes, though. exactly. So, so get off Twitter, um, get off social media with that stuff. Engage with the people around you. I promise you, I, I promise you it will be more fulfilling. Uh, and especially if you can have kind discourse, I, you know, Tom shared the story of, you know, there's some family members that maybe that conversation is not, not, not the time, not the place, not the, the spot for it. But, you know, I, I was listening to, I don't know, something. And they were talking, no, actually I was reading an article that was talking about, no, it was, I was listening to something where they're talking about how there's quite a few people out there based on pure tax bracket shit who on surface as progressive as you could imagine and who tell the children, Donald Trump, terrible person. Don't pay attention to him. Don't listen to him. He's evil. He's a bad guy. But they look at their tax report, they look at this and go, hey, you know what? Because of their, their tax bracket, I've, I've done pretty well the last four years. And they might be voting that way. And if that's somebody who you might know in your life, just having these kind of conversations, maybe you can talk to them about that greater good or, or what, what the <laughs> potential financial downfall could be. But regardless, just have conversations with people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think... To, to I mean that's almost the the other side of the coin to like what Pat's saying, you know, like Pat's stance of like he's an individualist. He only cares about. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry for putting words in your mouth. I, no, I like he only cares about himself, like in terms of his vote. It's the same thing for those folks that are like, I could give a fuck about anyone else. I just want to keep all my gold, right? And and you know what I mean. Know, but, but here's here's what I'll say that is probably the most. In some ways, this is going to sound very cold and upset some of our listeners, but I, th- I hope that you'll let me get to the end of the sentence, everybody, is those people aren't wrong to advocate for their interests. And what I believe Tom is saying here is, and now it is your turn to advocate for your own interests, because that guy is going to be out there regardless. <laughs> you understand? Yeah, right. if, it's, if it's not your uncle, it might it's some other dude. There's so here's where I'm at in 2020. Everybody, I don't get angry at anybody for advocating for their their interests, whatever those may be. You're, that's what you're supposed to do. But with that in mind, you know there has to if you want to beat that, if your interests are, are in this case uh, seemingly the majority, seemingly the majority of Americans are over Trump, seemingly. But this is where Tom's not wrong. It it might be time for a blowout. Because it, it's really, it, it, if it's not a blood, it might be a knife's edge. You know that's what I'm right. saying? And, and, and that's scary enough. So 
again, I'm talking out both sides of my mouth because that won't be me for reasons that I stated. But right. But I think it needs to be a fucking like an absolute landslide because other otherwise it's going to cut like that dude. Guess what? That motherfucker doesn't want to leave the White House because he knows it's waiting for him. Yeah, he's going to fucking jail, and so is his family. It, it, the, With all the their, shit that he's their in, entire family will be in a different college. country, no question, no extradition. Uh, but you know what I'm 100%. saying? Though, like that dude is like clinging on to this, not because he that, that dude doesn't want to be president. He just doesn't like the alternative because when he's a fucking civilian, it ain't, it's not going to be as good for him. People are like. Building cases against this dude as as you speak, yeah. so I'm like, it's not great. One thing though, Pat, I think he might have said something tonight on the debate that may have won your vote. Oh shit! What do you <laughs> what do you say? He says, and I quote: "Bad things happen in Philadelphia." Oh yeah, no, I'm a, it, 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 he's on my side now. <laughs> I, I had a I had a problem with uh, with virtually every part of him, but. Uh... <laughs> But that racist, that racist dog whistle, uh, gotcha. That just hit the right spot. Got um, yo, thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, back to the core next week, uh, but probably this shit too because it's important. We'll talk to you. Peace. Be good. <laughs>